One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. my friends that's right i am back which makes no sense if you never watched this show before you're like how can you be back you bald a-hole i don't even know who you are but my name is Sam from what culture thank you very much for joining me as always and look given that i was away for seven days i wanted to come back and i wanted to make a big hoo-ha about things and also it's halloween so i would like to present to you the simon miller dress up wheel of fun so here's how it is going to work as you can see there are six costumes up there which will relate to the next six episode of ups and downs so we give it a spin round and round it goes i now stare off into the abyss realize this was a terrible idea ah crap i've got to be a ninja people say i don't take this show seriously i mean come on let's up those doubts Halloween graphics for obvious reasons this week, and I'm so dumb. At first I went, oh, well, quite clearly we've changed the colour scheme and decided what Raw was missing was a bunch of pumpkins. I then caught up with myself, and in terms of my own Halloween adventure, this is going to have to come off. I'm pretty sure it's rustling the mic. That's right, it's me. Surprise, surprise. When I did come to this revelation, I hated myself, so it was just another day. When we got into our first match, which was indeed Bianca Belair taking on Nikki Cross. Now, of course, last week, Nikki Cross had come back as the crazy Nikki Cross. And she has her kind of old theme music, but I think it's been a little bit updated too. And I think this was a very smart thing to do. She was far better as this character. And hopefully someone had said to her, look, I know that almost being a superhero is great. But really, it's not. It's also cool because we never gave that persona a run on the main roster. And now we have, although she got into her first match and she lost. Now, she was super aggressive here. And at one point was basically trying to rip the legs off Bianca Belair. And even after Bianca had fought back a little bit, they just took this crazy bump onto the floor. Because once again, Nikki Cross is insane now. So that's what she's going to do. Nikki again was all like, oh my gosh, I don't care about the pain because she's loopy now. Which is when Damage Control came to the rings. I think they were like, oh man, I'm really worried about this. And all the fracas, Bailey took Bianca Belair and went whoop and pushed her into the ring post. Cross isn't into any of this though so much like seven days ago she did a big crossbody onto everyone but i suppose during all that bianca belair went Boop. she restored her hp because <laughs> when nikki cross got back in the ring she hit the kod 
71. The reason I don't mind any of this though is that you can just feel it's all gonna tie into war games, so you need this kind of shenanigans, although we do have to bring it down and put another one on the distraction counter. But I thought all of this was fun. I'm gonna give it an up. Especially because there was fallout to all of this, because damage control were all like, ha 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 ha, we're now gonna beat up Bianca Belair, so she's all fresh when she has to take on Bailey at the Crown Jewel show on Saturday, when who returned to Monday Night Raw? It was Doink the Clown and Repo Man. If only it was. It was Alexa Bliss and Oscar. They were able to save their friend and they ended this segment standing tall. It was a bit like, where the hell did Nikki Cross go? She vanished into the abyss here. Maybe she fell down a hole. Things then got even more nuts because we had an interview with them straight away. And not only was Bianca all like, hi, I'm going to beat Bailey at the Crown Jewel. But Bliss and Oscar all like, and yeah, we want a tag team title match later. And as we were going to learn, they were going to get it. You ain't gonna believe the outcome. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley in a face-to-face -face was after this. Big men slapping man meat. And while I say face-to-face, -face, it was actually meant to be a digital face-to-face, -face, which is the biggest trick of all time. But when we started this, you had Bobby Lashley sat in his chair, but over the other side of the screen, it was literally just a seating utensil because Brock was nowhere to be seen. So I just decided that maybe Brock needed the toilet. When you gotta go, you gotta go. Although Bobby thought differently. Lesnar's been ducking him for years. So surprise, surprise, he's just doing it again. When Brock Lesnar's music hit, and he came out to the ring. Now, it did kind of feel like somebody had told him his kit was going to go differently, although he was wearing a Megadeth t-shirt here, so I was very happy. But no, Brock got the mic, and he was like, look, I'm here in Texas, I'm having a good old time, and I don't want to have a little chat to chat. I want to whoop someone's ass, so Lashley, get out of here now. Bob was never going to take that laying down, so he did arrive with his music, obviously. And I tell you, WWE does these pull-apart brawls so well, because they just went at it like trains, when every single person, literally in the world, you were there, I was there, my Artie Joan was there, which is a terrible idea, because she's got a bad hip, was trying to break them up. And it's matter how hard they tried, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar would not let them do this, until even Triple H was out there going, listen, uh, if you two keep attacking each other, uh, I'm going to turn the car around and there's going to be no crown jewel for anybody. I'm pretty sure Von Wagner was also getting involved, so welcome to the main roster. And it just works every single damn time. And I can't wait for this match. They're just going to kick each other's ass. Let's get it up. And then it was Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins in a non-US title match. What? Now, to be fair, WWE did justify this because Austin popped up in one of those inset promos. It was all like, I heard what you said last week, Seth. You said I was an absolute goober and that made me really sad. So now I want to fight. But something that has been talked about in the wrestling world recently is does every single match that we do see need a story? answer is no. I mean, I always get more invested when you do have a tale, but sometimes you just want to see two guys go at it. And I actually thought this was really flipping good. Seth also came out with his hair dyed blonde, so the internet was melting down as he does return to Rollins version one. And seriously, within the opening five minutes, Theory was just like, well, I know how I'm going to beat you. I'm going to use Ali in the announce table and I'm going to use Simba the Still Steps. Referee, you better ignore it, because it's going to happen anyway. This was never going to be a one-sided affair, though, given who was involved. And when Seth did get back into this, he hit all these dives and he followed it up with a falcon arrow. And I audibly said out loud, flub me, he is just a terrific professional wrestler. The dude is in his element. Both guys are then also going for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, because they know the deal. But when it didn't work, 
Theory hit a neck breaker. Now, you cannot spin this any other way because the clue is in the name. He wanted to break Seth Rollins' neck. It then became pedigree central because everybody was going for one, but that was a really stupid move by Austin Theory because, of course, Seth Rollins mastered this maneuver many moons ago. So he spun out of this and reversed it and he slammed Austin with the curb stomp. And he got the one, two, three. This was a good match up. I've no idea what the plan going forward for Austin is either, but I tell you, if he does cash in down in NXT, I am going to get mad at that because it's different and it's fresh and it's new. And different, fresh and new are probably the most important words in all of professional wrestling. Well, that and goofy wrestling for life. Given Crown Jewel is this weekend too, Raw then had a treat in store, which kind of worked given the theme of the show. As out came our head of the table, Roman Reigns. He was with Paul Heyman and yet the crowd started to chant Usi, so that's a thing. But Reigns did tell us, well, don't worry, right now I'm sure Sami Zayn and Jay Uso are out there getting their Us back on. And when we get to the pay-per-view, premium live event of the weekend, they're going to be better than you've ever seen before. And do you want to know how good this angle has been? Whatever was going to happen with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and the bloodline has been put on hold for a while. Because all the powers that be were like, well, we can't fast track this thing. The fans are loving it. And if that isn't a massive thumbs up, I don't know what is. Reigns then got serious and was all like, man, usually I come out here and hype my opponents up, even though I do smash them. But I don't think I'm going to do that this time. Because look who I'm facing. Logan Paul. Logan Paul. He's only in his second match. And everyone's dancing around saying he's going to knock me out. And I say, ha ha, no. It was kind of a tease because his whole point was I'm not going to promote this. And Paul Heyman's going to do it instead. And he went into the whole, oh my gosh, one lucky punch may be able to knock out Roman Reigns. But here is the problem with this feud. I don't want Logan Paul to win. If Logan Paul wants to knock out Roman Reigns and win the Universal Championship and the WWE title, you would probably never see me again, or at least for a few weeks, because I'd need to go and lay down. This is when The Miz interrupted and blessed this man, because the first thing he did was just like, I acknowledge you, I acknowledge you, because he's such a goober. But it was also like, look, I know Logan Paul. I basically brought him to the WWE. So I've got a little problem with Mustafa Ali later. If you help me, I will help you, and then we can hug and kiss. The head of the table even thought about this for a little while, but then he knocked out The Miz, and he had a very good point too. He was like, why is everyone keep coming out here saying, Logan Paul gonna knock you out, Logan Paul gonna knock you out? Why aren't they saying, I'm going to knock out Logan Paul? I was like, you were right, Chief, you were right. The best part was when Reigns was leaving, he just went on this massive rant into the camera. And I tell you, he completely gets his character now. And I don't particularly want to see this match, but I think Roman Reigns is doing a great job. And this was a fun enough segment. We then got all into this too, because we saw The Miz in the trainer's room going, oh my gosh, he hurt me, when Kathy Kelly put her troll boots on. And she zoomed in and she was like, oh, Miz, I know you're struggling right now, but do you know later on Johnny Gargano is going to reveal your secret? I mean, that is like finding out your cat is missing and then your friend just zooms in and goes, and your tire is flat as well. It's like, could you just give me a minute? I need to process. Miz didn't care because he was super upset about all this when Mustafa Ali walked in. And he said, you know what, Miz, you've got tiny balls. And the Miz was so upset, he said, you know what, we do have a match later, and I'm going to do it, I guess to prove he's got massive testicles. I don't know. No ninja has ever said that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everything with the Judgment Day continue next, and I love how important they have become to Raw. It was Carl Anderson versus Damian Priest, which is always going to be good, no matter what planet you want to do it on. But man, the star of the show now, as we all know, is so clearly Rhea Ripley. Everything she did last week was so damn good. And here, she's just stood around as if she is the biggest threat on the planet. And I totally buy into it. So she should become the champion. I don't just mean the women's champion. I mean the WWE champion, the universal champion, the tag team champions, the 24-7 champion. Just go and find belts and put it on here. Otherwise, yeah, Carl and Damien had a good seven minutes match. They just took lumps out of each other when Damien Priest was going for the reckoning. But Carl Anderson <laughs> reversed it into the backslide, which is basically the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Now, I will tell you this. Very odd tangent by me. If they haven't been listening to Figure Four Daily with Brian Alvarez and Lance Storm, then something fishy is going on. Because about a month ago, those two guys talked about, you know, what I would like to see come back, the backslide. <laughs> Ever since then, we've seen about nine backslides. A massive fight broke out afterwards because that was always going to happen. But once again, who was the kicker here? It was Rhea Ripley. Because she beat everyone up. And even when she was faced with the entire OC, she was like, yeah. You want to go? I'll kick your ass. It basically led to a distraction, though. So Finn Balor hit the Coupe de Gras and Damien Priest was able to hit the razor's edge. When Dominic Mysterio went to the top rope, he did the Eddie Guerrero taunt and he finished all this off with a frog splash. So seriously, Rhea Ripley, good old Dommy boy, they are benefiting from this so much. And you also have the T's hanging over your head with AJ Styles and the Good Brothers going, well, we're going to have to bring somebody in to deal with Rhea Ripley. And I've thought about this a lot. I don't have a fucking clue who it is. I liked all of this, though, because it was just so damn enjoyable. Giving it an up. I'm very excited about their match at Crown Jewel. MVP and Omos then cut a promo in the back saying they're going to SmackDown on Friday to give Braun Strowman a surprise. And I hope it's like a nice new set of napkins, because that would make Braun happy. 
I like people being happy. This is when JBL came out to the ring, and you know the deal here. He is Baron Corbin's mouthpiece. But given they were in Texas, he was all like, man, Texas, what a great place. I just love being in Texas and Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Freebirds and everybody else. They were down here in Texas. But now all you schmoes have ruined it by being woke dicks. Of course, it's the opposite for his guy, Baron, who did come down, and he too was about to tell the truth. I just had the best time of my life because much like last week on Raw, because Bobby said the word truth, who decided to come to the ring? That's right, our truth I like this for two reasons. One, it's dumb, but also two, it is tying into wrestling tropes. So many times you will say a wrestler's name, they just go, Papa, I've decided to come have a word with you. And our truth was so good here because he was like, oh man, I love your Halloween costumes, especially yours, Bradshaw. You dress like an out of touch old man. It led to a big attack that Truth avoided for a little bit before he did get slammed with the end of days. And while I have no idea where this is going, I really enjoy Baron Corbin and JBL together, and I will always take our truth on my screen because that dude just wants to have a good time. And I want to have a good time. Nobody should want to have a bad time. Speaking of Halloween 2, it was then time for our annual trick or street fight match. Honestly, one year somebody should pick trick, because then you don't have to get hit in the face with a weapon. It was Matt Real taking on Otis 2, and boy howdy did we just have fun with this. Elias came out with his new best friend, and Riddle was even dressed like the Drifter. But when Chad Gable and Otis arrived, Chad was all like, look, I was going to dress up as Socrates, but nobody would have understood that. So instead, me and my number one guy are coming as Chippendales, which was based off an old Saturday Night Live skit. The reason this was so tremendous, though, is at one point, Chad Gable got up on the apron and he screamed at Otis, for one night only, you can do it for one night only. So not only did Otis stop doing the hip thrusting which I should not enjoy but I do he also busted out the caterpillar elbow now look there is no way we didn't do this unless we're planting some seeds and if good guy Otis comes back like I love the Alpha Academy but I will go and do a backflip and then break my neck but I'll do it anyway eventually a kendo stick was involved too but we've already done this they are native to under a wrestling ring so it does make all the sense in the world and of course later on Elias threw Chad Gable through a table this is when they took a jack-o'-lantern and they put it on Otis's head and I actually went well that seems a little bit mean but the whole point is that it was leaving to a Matt Riddle RKO and obviously this was the worst RKO you've ever seen in your life because Otis couldn't see what he was doing, but also his head was now twice the size. Like, imagine you tried to RKO Jack Skellington. It's not going to work. Somehow that did make it even better, though, and I'm not trying to pretend this wasn't ludicrous. It absolutely was ludicrous, but I had a good time. That's all I need from wrestling. Not everything needs to be 6.25 stars in the Tokyo Dome. Getting up. Bailey was then getting Io Sky and Dakota Kai ready for their match later, and I'll also throw in here that earlier on in the night, we also saw Bales talking to Nikki Cross, so my eyebrow went up when it was time for The Miz versus Mustafa Ali. Now, I thought this was kind of important because ever since Ali has found his running boots on Raw, he hasn't really got any kind of momentum. So I was like, well, if he beats The Miz, who is kind of a big deal, I think that will mean something. And then he did beat him, but he also kind of didn't. What? Because you already know what happened here. Halfway through the match, when The Miz was dancing around Barry Barricade, 
Dexter Loomis appeared, and as always, he tried to kill The Miz. And even though The Miz was able to get away from him this time, when he got back in the ring, Mustafa Ali booted him in the face, he hit the 450, and he got the Uno Dos Tres. Now, I assume the referee was checking on Ali, which is why he didn't see Dexter. And once again, Loomis is still trying to murder people. And the best part about all of this is that minutes later, we actually found out all the story behind this and I thought it was pretty good. Now, pull down the distraction counter. That definitely goes up by one. But actually, again, when you took this in the next segment, I'm gonna give it an up. And what am I talking about? Well, yes, it was time for Johnny Gargano's big reveal. That is not a euphemism. This whole skit was done like 60 minutes too, and I tell you, I flipping love this. Not only did it feel totally different, but Johnny Gargano embraced his role, and I thought he was pretty damn funny. The whole point was John was talking about when Dexter Loomis got fired from NXT, and anytime they did a reenactment, Johnny Gargano was playing every role. When The Miz zoomed in and said to Dexter Loomis, oh, hi, if I give you a bunch of money, why don't you start attacking me on the show because then not only will I get a bunch of sympathy when I need to be able to get out of a match I'll be able to get out of a match this was so well thought out we even had clips of Dexter Loomis looking like he was trying to choke the Miz but as Gargano said does it really look like the Miz is struggling to you no it does not he's one of these celebrity types that rings up the paparazzi because he's just so desperate for attention we even tied this into the Bobby Lashley cage match because Byron Saxon who was hosting this was like well wait a minute why did Dexter Loomis pop up from under the steel cage and then choke him out and Gargano was like, well, I have an explanation for that too. The Miz is crap. He's a rubbish wrestler. He knows he couldn't keep Bob. So once again, he was just trying to get out of jail free. The reason it's all gone bad is because John thinks that the Miz stopped paying Dexter Loomis, which still does not justify his response of, well, I'm going to murder you then. But honestly, I don't know who came up with all of this, but you took months worth of narrative made it even better. So I am giving this a massive round of applause and we should absolutely do more stuff like this. Once again, it felt new, it felt fresh, it felt different. And I'm probably going to start saying that a lot. The NFD up. And then... Raw got confusing. Through was the main event as EO Sky and Dakota Kai were defending their tag team titles against Oscar and Alexa Bliss. And I'm just going to throw this at you, so if you don't know, you can go, what? Alexa Bliss and Oscar won. Now, it did kind of come after a distraction because at one point, Bailey was distracting the referee. So even though EO Sky was tapping out, nobody saw it. But this didn't benefit the heels, so it does not go on the counter. It also came after. Bianca and Bales were fighting on this platform thing. And Bailey gave Belair the Bailey to belly through a damn table. It really doesn't tie in, though, because that was happening 72 miles that way. Whereas back in the ring, Oscar just booted Sky right in the head. And then Alexa climbed to the top rope. She hit the twisted blist. <laughs> referee counted the three. And I genuinely kind of stood still for a few minutes because I couldn't quite believe it. The crowd did go loopy for this. And while I have zoomed through it, I tell you, the match was really good. So it is going to get an up. But there's just something about Damage Control's title reign that I don't really get. I mean, don't forget we did that whole weird thing when Raquel and Aaliyah were champions for around about 87 seconds. 
And then they didn't really have a proper program, and now they've lost them. So yeah, I'm not sure I 100% get this, so I'm gonna give it a very unfair down. But look, when I fill things in my tum-tum, I gotta go with it. So yes, I'm being a bit of a dick there, but like Roman Reigns, I acknowledge it. But you don't need to worry about any of that, because I thought this Raw was really good. We took all our current storylines, and we built, and we built, and we built. And this Miz, Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano stuff, I now think is awesome. I certainly didn't see that coming, given the show it up. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.